Intro, three, four. Everybody and welcome to the midweek Bible study of Pikeville Apostolic Church. Glad you could join us tonight as we come together for another study in the Word. Well, we hope everybody had a great uh, Thanksgiving and all of you that were there Sunday. Uh, we appreciate you being in the house of the Lord. We're missing some folks. Uh, some are sick and afflicted and some are uh, were uh, traveling and doing other things, but we hope to see everybody back in service on Sunday as we gather together for our weekend service. So tonight we've come together to have a little bit of home Bible study, uh, 21st century style, as we just uh, come to you through the internet, and we just are uh, so glad that you've joined us tonight, and we hope it's a blessing to you. We hope that these services are a blessing to you, and Hopefully, we will get back in the sanctuary soon and uh, get back on track. Amen. Just so many things uh, have uh, have set back. COVID set back everything and uh, kind of uh, had some uh, remodeling that had to be done, and that set us back. But uh, setbacks are not always defeat. Sometimes it's uh, just a time to regroup, pray more, and watch what God can do. So I'm glad you've joined us tonight, and uh, we appreciate all of our Pipeful Apostolic Church family. Thank you for being a uh, part of the kingdom of God. Amen. And uh, we want to uh, go to the Lord in prayer. We have some prayer requests. We also have some announcements uh, that we need to make. Our announcements, uh, we want to uh, make sure that everybody understands uh, coming up this Saturday, that's right, folks, this Saturday, December the 2nd, 12 p.m., that's noon, Gettyland, Pikeville, Kentucky, PAC, Christmas Ornament ex Exchange, and that is for the ladies, so make sure that you uh, do that. Some says, well, did you supposed to bring a new ornament or an old ornament or an ornament you made? Well, uh, it's always been in the past to bring uh, an ornament doesn't have to be an expensive ornament at all and just bring an ornament and because you're going to be exchanging it with others uh, during that time just going to be a great time for the ladies 
I think I might try to, uh, you know, kind of crash, crash the, uh, uh, the uh, ornament exchange so I can have a little pizza at Gettyland. I don't know. Maybe I will. Maybe I won't. But uh, sometimes I do like to crash those little parties. Not not, not aggravating the ladies at all, but uh, finding me some pizza and a place to sit down and just enjoy uh, some supper. Well, let's see what else we got. Uh, these might be some other events that you might be interested in. Uh, the CAC Christmas program will be Sunday, December the 10th at 6 p.m., and I would like for next year for us to have a Christmas program at Pipeful Apostolic Church. And so uh, what what we need to do is uh, get some kids involved, uh, get some adults who's willing to put in the time so that they can practice with the kids and get something uh, started and, and do a little presentation doesn't have to be anything elaborate doesn't have to be anything uh you know professional uh it can be as as uh, simple as just singing some christmas uh songs or maybe just uh gathering together to do a reenactment of uh, mary joseph and the baby jesus so uh we'll talk about that uh more uh, as the year progresses and also coming up on Sunday, December the 31st, 9 p.m. to after midnight, that's on a Sunday, we're going to be gathered together at CAC for our New Year's Eve celebration. We always have a great time, New Year's Eve celebration. Hopefully the weather will cooperate. Uh, the past two days, we've had some snow flurries in the air, but uh, no accumulations or anything like that, and hopefully uh, everything will hold off. Uh, I remember we used to plan uh, our New Year's Eve celebration, and we would have uh, foot washing and communion during that time, and it seemed like every year it would come a snow and we would have to cancel out. And then uh, just as soon as we quit having communion and foot washing and just started singing and worshiping and praising, uh, well, snow hasn't been around. But uh, we need to do that again at, uh, at PAC. We need to have our uh, communion and foot washing service, and we hope to do that soon. Also, uh, we'd like to uh, let you know that not only are those announcements uh, things that we want you to be involved in, but also we have some prayer requests, and we want to uh, be in much prayer for all of those on our prayer list uh, we want to remember Peggy Tackett, Everett Lett, Josh Bentley, Ashley Justice, and Liam Day. Let's remember all of these in prayer. If you have a prayer request you'd like to make known, you can put it in the chat room, the comments section. You can uh, email that. Of course, you have several ways to get in contact with us, and you can email that to prayer at org or pastor at org. And also, if you'd like to catch a radio broadcast, you can do that on Sunday mornings at 9.30 a.m. on WQHY-FM 95.5 out of Prestonsburg, Kentucky. You can also catch our television broadcast Sundays at 10 a.m. on the Tri-State CW. That's WQCW-TV. And you can also catch us Sundays at 2 and 2.30 on Mountaintop Media TV. And if you don't get those cable channels or satellite service, you can still watch us Sundays at 2 and 2.30 simply by going to mountaintopmedia.com. 
Well, you can find us on Facebook at Pike for Apostolic. You can also find us on Twitter at Pike UPC. And, of course, our website is pikeforapostolic.org. Always check that out because there's uh, haven't put up anything new here lately, but I uh, try to put up something new about every week. And uh, also, if you'd like to call your prayer request in, praise reports, uh, you can do that, 606-262-7000. And, of course, uh, also, I'd like to let you know that if you're not getting our texts and updates when we have cancellation, rescheduling, technical difficulties, something happens, we can't get on the air, and you're sitting there wondering, is there going to be Tuesday night Bible study? Is Sunday service coming on? Uh, What's going on? Well, if you're wondering about that, just get your phone out. Just like you see on the screen, go ahead and text at PIKEUPC to the number 81010. It's simple. It's easy. No one ever gets your cell phone number, not even me. So join today. Start getting text and updates from PAC. And uh, we got a good study tonight that we want to jump into uh, because I think it's important that uh, We study the word of the Lord. Uh, In fact, the Bible says to study, to show thyself approved unto God, a workman that needeth not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. So once we study the word, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word. And boy, do we need our faith increased in this day of uh, distractions and disgust and, and all that's going on in our world. I tell you, if you didn't have the Holy Ghost, I don't know how even people even want to get out and go to church. I don't know how they even think that there's, uh, uh, you know, any way to overcome anything if they don't have the Holy Ghost. So I'm glad I got the Holy Ghost. Glad you got the Holy Ghost. Let's go to the Lord in prayer as we open up the Bible study and the service tonight. Lord, we come before your presence and we thank you for this opportunity that you have blessed us to be gathered here together in your precious name. I pray, Lord, that you would bless each and every one that is watching today, that you will just go into their homes and you will bless them abundantly, not only with the things they need, but you will bless them spiritually. Lord, I pray that you would touch all of those on our prayer list, all of those in the hospital, nursing homes, at home, wherever they may be this hour, that they would receive and believe and serve you all the days of their life. For it's in the mighty name of Jesus we ask and pray. Amen, amen. Have you ever really sat and wondered um, um, some of the things, maybe songs that people sing, uh, how uh, really uh, it, it really isn't even uh, giving the Lord glory just like, um, and, and really some of them don't even have any truth to it. Uh, remember that old song, if this ain't the Holy Ghost, uh, uh, then I don't know, uh, but it just suits me. Well, if, if this ain't the Holy Ghost, I want the Holy Ghost. You know, uh, I don't want to be satisfied with something less. Thought about that and thought about some of the things that people say uh, that's in the Bible, that's not in the Bible. And and that's why studying the word of the Lord is so important, is so that we don't get wrapped up into thinking the Bible says something when it doesn't, or to uh, embrace uh, some philosophy uh, that uh, may be in song or it may be in word that we just find ourselves uh, just uh, 
you know, really embracing the wrong things. So just wanted to open up with that and kind of give you a little food for thought as we open up tonight. And um, I want us to go to Matthew chapter 15 and verse number 7. I'm hoping I can get my uh, other computer uh, working. I, I had a computer crash. Uh, of course, everything that uh, that I use, uh, you know, uh, basically every new computer, every computer that we replace a computer with, uh, we do that with Mac computers because it's more stable in uh, videos and broadcasting and all of that. And I've had a computer, it's a, it's a Windows computer, and it just this morning during the iCast decided it did not want to boot up. So I've had to really work hard today uh, to get a computer together, and it, this one is just patched up. I mean, it might quit right in the middle of, uh, of the uh, service tonight, but... Uh, I'm going to try my best to keep it going. I'll, I'll be delicate with it. I won't pound on it. Um, there's been a few times that I I wanted to take uh, a computer that kept uh, aggravating me. And just we had a bridge belt that went across the main highway at Chisholm, and it was about 300 feet high. And, uh, and <laughs> I told people all the time, I'd just like to take that computer, take it to the middle of that bridge belt and drop it and let the 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 things shatter all over the hard top and just do away with it. But, uh, well, you can't do that, can you? Uh, that's just things that we think about. But uh, anyway, hopefully this computer will stay together long enough to get our study in. Again, thank you for being a part of the uh, service tonight. And uh, I tell you, I'm excited about uh, what the Lord is going to do at, CAC, at PAC. Uh, I believe that Pipe Apostolic Church has not seen uh, what the Lord is going to do. We we have a glimpse. We we've seen in the past what He has done. We have seen, uh, you know, presently what He's doing. How that, you know, if we had all the people that were there, even when I first started pastoring uh, three years ago, and had the new people that we have now, uh, we would be double what we are right now. But, uh, you know, it's kind of the dynamics of congregations change. And that happens to every congregation. It happens at CAC. It happens to uh, Tennessee churches. It happens to Indiana churches. Uh, that's just one of the things that happens. Uh, they said, and I don't know who did this research, but they say that about every three to five years, the congregation, uh, the whole congregation shifts and you have uh, a majority of the people that used to come don't come, and other people take their place. But uh, I don't know who did that research, but I'd like to see uh, all of that information. But that's neither here nor there. We're glad that you've joined us, and we're going to jump right into our teaching session tonight. So if I can uh, get everything to cooperate with me, I want to go to... Uh, Matthew chapter 15, Matthew chapter 15, and I was going to start at verse number 7, but I'm going to back all the way back up to verse number 1 because um, I want you to know who Jesus uh, is talking to when he began to t 
you know, to call them hypocrites. Uh, you know, we don't want nobody uh, watching tonight to uh, get in the place where they say, oh, well, praise God, uh, Brother McKinney just uh, just wants us to think we're hypocrites. Uh, this is not the reason we're studying this. We want to study it uh, and know who Jesus was talking to. So I want to go back up to verse number one. And verse number one of chapter 15 of the book of Matthew begins to say this. Then came to Jesus scribes and Pharisees, which were of Jerusalem, saying, Why do thy disciples transgress the tradition of the elders? For they wash not their hands when they eat bread. But he answered and said unto them, Why do ye also transgress the commandment of God by your tradition? For God commanded, saying, Honor thy father and thy mother, and he that curseth uh, him or curseth father or mother, let him die the death. Now, I think that's pretty interesting that he just turned it around. And verse number five, but ye say, whosoever shall say to his father or his mother, it is a gift by whatsoever thou mightest be profited by me and uh, honor not his father or his mother, he shall be free Thus have ye made the commandment of God of none effect by your tradition. Now that's important. And then it just goes on, and Jesus says, Ye hypocrites, well did Isaiah prophesy of you, saying, This people draw nigh unto me with their mouth, and honoreth me with their lips, but their heart is far from me. And I want to just stop right there because I want us to go to the Lord in prayer as we study tonight. This is going to be uh, entitled, Giving More Than Just My Mouth. Giving More Than Just My Mouth. Let's pray. Lord, we come before your presence and thank you, Lord, for this opportunity. You've given us to study your word. I pray that you would bless us as we study your word, that we will take the word line upon line, precept upon precept, and rightly divide it so we can all leave this place more knowledge, better than we came, and our faith increased. For it's all in the mighty name of Jesus we ask and pray. Amen. Amen. Have you ever wondered who the scribes were? You know, you hear a lot about the scribes and the Pharisees and uh, the scribes. Just who were this group of people called scribes? Uh, they were they were actually teachers of the law. Uh, the The world into which Jesus came, uh, the Greek word. Uh, actually is translated scribe, and in some older English translations, it just means writer. Uh, you know, scribes were the people that would write uh, scriptures and things like that. So the scribes were not only the recorders of the word or the writers of the word, but they were the teachers of the word. Now, um, when we look at this, we see that uh, they also devoted themselves to the study of the law and the determination of its applications. And so they were students of the word. They were studious. They, they wanted to know what the word said. But uh, we all know that the scribes and the Pharisees had a, had a bad record with Jesus. 
It just seems like they was always focused on the wrong thing, and they were always trying to uh, make Jesus uh, the bad guy. They was making him out to be the problem, the trouble. Uh, it was Jesus who was trying to change everything that they stood for. So that's why uh, Jesus had so many, uh, you know, uh, I guess encounters uh, with the scribes. Usually with the scribes, you also find uh, the other group of people called the Pharisees. And the Pharisees were people, uh, a group of religious people, if you will, and they were known to be uh, people who were separate. They, they uh, always separated themselves from everybody. They thought they was uh, so holy and so uh, righteous and, and that they had to separate from everybody. It wasn't just separating from the world. We all know the Bible tells us we are to separate from the world. That's the correct understanding of separation. Uh, modesty is a correct un under understanding of separation. But the Pharisees wanted to separate completely from everybody. They thought that they, uh, you know, were separated because they were the group that uh, held the immortality of the soul, the resurrection of the dead, and punishment in the future life. They believed that punishment was based upon how one behaved. So, uh, you know, the Sadducees, these were people who were, um, and they didn't believe uh, in the resurrection. That's why they were sad, you see. So these three groups, scribes, Pharisees, and Sadducees, we usually find some connection with them uh, in the word of the Lord. But uh, I wanted to just kind of give you a little understanding of who the scribes were. Uh, they were the teachers. They were the writers, if you will. And then the uh, the um, uh, Pharisees who who believed in separation to the extreme. I mean, they believed in being separate from from uh, everybody. They they wouldn't eat with certain people. They wouldn't sit with certain people. They wouldn't associate with certain people. And you know, I've seen a lot of Pharisaic uh, attitude, if you will, in our world today. Uh, that people thought that they just could not uh, eat with someone. Uh, you know, oh, I can't eat with that person because they're a sinner or they're they're not living for the Lord. I can't I can't uh, be their friend. Uh, you know, Jesus was a friend of sinners, and that's kind of what Jesus did. He kind of turned their world upside down. He he upset their playhouse. They they had it all going. And then here shows Jesus up, and he begins to just tear things up. And and so we see that, that the Pharisees were these people who were uh, feeling like they had to separate from everybody because they were the righteous ones. They were the people that really, uh, you know, uh, I guess people look at them and say, well, they, they really thought they was the only ones that was going to be saved or whatever. But uh, Jesus called them hypocrites. Now, uh, you know, uh, Jesus 
can get by calling people names. If we look at people today and walked up to somebody who was teaching false doctrine and saying that they was saved, but they lived like the world or saying that they uh, loved Jesus, but they was like the Pharisees, they separated themselves from everybody. And we looked at them and said, hypocrites, bunch of hypocrites is all they are. You know, people would look at us and they would tell us that we were, uh, you know, uh, bigots. We were uh, uh, people that were uh, uh, just anti-religion uh, and, uh, and, and people that think that we're the only ones going to heaven. I tell people this all the time. Uh, Pipeful Apostolic Church, you're not the only ones going to heaven. Sometimes there's going to be somebody from CAC. Maybe there's going to be somebody from Tennessee or somebody from Ohio. Uh, I tell people this all the time. If you will do what the Bible says, you can go to heaven too. It's just as simple as that. But I want to talk to us tonight about um, what Jesus was addressing them and and talking to them about was something that we all can relate to. Uh, he began to talk to them how that they, with their mouth, they confessed him, but their heart was far from him. Now, I think that's important to understand because uh, uh, he said, you honor me with your mouth. You honor me with your lips, but your heart is far from me. Well, Jesus called these people hypocrites who came into uh, his presence mouthing words of praise. Now, it's easy to praise the Lord. It is very easy. If the preacher says, clap your hands, people clap their hands. If the preacher says, everybody shout amen, most of the time everybody shouts amen. But are we just using lip service when we do that, are, are we just praising him or worshiping him or drawing nigh to him with our mouth and lips, but yet our heart is still somewhere far from him? Now, when you look at the heart, the heart is not this uh, beating muscle in the center of your chest. It is your mind, your mind. So, when you start talking about your heart, um, and and Jesus said that their lips and their uh, you know their mouth and their lips honor him, but their heart is far from him. It means their thoughts are far, their affections are far from him, their thoughts are far from him. You see, we can we can come to church on Sunday and we can lift up the name of Jesus and shout Jesus till we're blue in the face. But if we're not careful, we'll forget it's a heart thing. I always point to the center of my chest, but we're not talking about that muscle in the center of your chest. But when I think about this, I think about how often uh, we, we find ourselves involved in a service, but when we leave, has our thought pattern changed? Has our uh, attitude changed? Has our mindset changed? 
have we just been drawing nigh to him with our lips? I, I tell our young people all the time, you know, you go to uh, conferences and you go to all sorts of revivals and, and different rallies and things like that, and, and you get involved and, oh, you're up front and you're clapping your hands and you're worshiping and you're lifting up the name of Jesus. What has it done for your mind? What has it done for your heart? What has it done for your emotions? Have you drawn closer to the Lord or is it only through the words? Because remember, we can say, I love Jesus. Well, that's drawing close with our words. So how do we show that our heart is near Jesus and invested in Jesus? We got to love. We've got to love him. We not only love him, we love his people. You see, a lot of people got the uh, Pharisaic idea that they can be righteous, self-righteous, and all these things and kind of treat everybody else like they don't even matter. But if we don't love one another, if we don't show love to a lost and dying world, we have to show love at work. We have to show love at school. We have to show love in the community. We have to show love. Now, a lot of times people say, well, you know, this person got under my skin or this person did this and caused me to just lose my temper and all this. But what we have to understand is we can't just uh, say we love Jesus. We have to show that we love Jesus. We have to show that we love Jesus. How do we show we love Jesus? We not only praise him, we serve him. We keep his commandments. You know, uh, the Bible begins to tell us uh, time and time again, uh, he says, if you love me, then keep my commandments. That is one of the greatest ways you can prove to Jesus you love him. Oh, he loves it when you clap your hands. Clap your hands, all you people. He loves it when you lift up your voice. Make a joyful noise unto the Lord. He loves it when you uh, shout. Shout with the voice of triumph. He loves all that. But he also wants your heart to be drawn to him. He wants your heart involved in the praise and the worship and all of the adoration that you give. That's why in church, when we worship, you know, we clap our hands, our heart should be in it. Oh, Jesus, touch my heart. Change my thoughts. Change my thinking. Help me, Lord, when I leave a service that I will be better. Not bitter, but better that I will draw nigh to you, not just with my lips and not just with my mouth, but with my heart, my mind, my emotions, everything about me, my whole being. No wonder the, the Old Testament says that we got to love the Lord with all of our heart, soul, mind, and strength. Uh, so basically that's everything, right? It's not just loving the Lord with a hand clap. It's not just loving the Lord with a hallelujah. It's loving the Lord with everything within you. 
I give him all of me. There's a song that, that the praise team sometimes sings that CAC is, I give you all of me. I give you all of me. King Jesus, my Savior, I give you all of me. I give you all of me. Oh, you see, sometimes we just got to remember it's not just the praise and the noise that we make in a service that means we had church. I get tickled all the time. I tell, uh, you know, CAC this all the time. I tell them, you know, most of the time we don't go in a restaurant or go out and eat or go to uh, work or school and brag about what a great service we had unless people were shouting, running the aisles, and turning flip-flops. And then, oh, that preacher, he jumped pews, and he ran across the top of the pews, and, oh, we had some church. And I, I, I tell them all the time, well, what do you call when you gather together and study the Word? You're not having church anymore? What is it when you uh, are just uh, worshiping and, and your whole heart is in worship unto the Lord in adoration? You're not having church? The only time you think you have church is when there's something physical going on, something external going on. Oh, I believe we have left a many a time at Pipeful Apostolic Church. Maybe nobody shouted. Maybe nobody run the aisles, but we had some church. Oh, I believe in running the aisles. I believe in shouting. I believe in worshiping the Lord. I believe in making more noise unto the Lord than the devil's making in the world. But I also believe that we need to have our heart in it. Have you ever asked somebody to do something and they really didn't do a good job at it? Maybe you ask them to paint your house, mow your grass, do something for you, and they just half-heartedly, half-heartedly did it. They just did it halfway right because their heart wasn't in it. If their heart was in it, they would have taken, and I use this word in a godly way, pride, they would have taken pride in it. We have to put our heart in our worship, our heart in our praise. Our heart has got to be in everything we do. Jesus looked at the scribes and, and the Pharisees, and he called them hypocrites because he, he didn't call them hypocrites because they uh, you know, uh, said one thing and and went to church somewhere else or said one thing and dressed another way. He called them hypocrites because their mouth and lips didn't match up, their heart didn't match up with their mouth and lips. Let me put it that way. Because he said, your mouth and your lips are real close, but your heart way back here, far from him. You know, I don't want any of any part of me to be far from Jesus. He said, 
He is a God at hand and not a God of a far off. So I do not want to let anything, not, not one thing, do I want to let uh, get far from Jesus. I want to be close to him. That song that um, is just entitled, uh, One Day Jesus Will Call My Name, it says, I want to get so close to him, there's no big change on the day that Jesus calls my name. I want to draw nigh to him. I want to get close to him. Yes, I want the church to worship and praise and make noise. But I also want our heart to draw near. I want our heart in it. Because if your mind is in it, if you're thinking about Jesus all week long, not just on Tuesday night, not just on Sunday, but you're thinking about Jesus on Saturday night, okay, what are we going to sing? What are we going to do? Uh, what, what are we going to uh, try to accomplish tomorrow? Who can I get to go? Who can I invite this week? Who can I reach out to this week? There's all sorts of things we need to have our mind in, our heart in, if you will, rather than just showing up and worshiping, praising, and making noise. That's what Jesus told the, the scribes and the Pharisees. He said, Isaiah prophesied about you guys. He said, uh, Isaiah prophesied, said, These people draw nigh unto me with their mouth and honoreth me with their lips, but their heart is far from me. But in vain. You know what vain means? Vain means of no worth. Vain means useless. Um, if I can bring this up, I want to uh, kind of give you the... Uh, I guess the Greek word for vain, and uh, I'm going to try my best to get this, if I can get the King James Version here with the Strongs, and I want us to uh, think about this when we uh, listen to this definition, because he says, but in vain they do worship me. That means your worship did nothing. The scribes and the Pharisees' worship accomplished nothing. But I thought worship was showing how worthy he is. It is. And I thought praise was, was showing, you know, our, our excitement about him. It does. But if our heart is not in it, all of that is in vain. You can come to church and still be lost. You can worship and still be lost. You can praise and still be lost. Because if our heart is not in it, then our worship is in vain. So what do they do? They sit around and talk about all of the uh, doctrines that they teach and commandments of men. And so they, uh, the scribes and the Pharisees, what did they do? They taught all of these things that man, uh, you know, had uh, uh, just desires of the flesh and, 
and uh, just um, their own their own ideology. That's what they were teaching. They were teaching for doctrines, uh, you know, teaching for doctrines, the commandments of men. Man said, thou shalt not, so we better not. See, sometimes if we're not careful, we'll get so Pharisaic in our worship, our worship becomes vain. Oh, I don't want my worship to be vain, do you? I don't want my worship to be vain. Let's look at what that word vain means in the Greek because um, in, in the Greek, that word vain just simply means uh, it's through the idea of uh, manipulation, uh, unsuccessful search, searching, but unsuccessfully searching. Also, it's folly. And here's what really hits home. To no purpose. Our worship is of no purpose if our heart is not in it. Our lips can lift up the name of Jesus and speak his name. We can sing that song, I speak the name of Jesus. But you know what? If our heart is not in it, it's in vain. It's in vain. Vanity is something that is not just about appearance. A lot of times when we talk about, oh, they're so vain, it's about uh, they, they're hung up on their self and their appearance or whatever. But I like to just put it in this perspective. When Jesus was talking to the scribes and the Pharisees and said, your worship is in vain. You worship me in vain. He says it's to no purpose. You don't worship right. You don't praise right. You don't even teach the right commandments. That's what he was telling the scribes and the Pharisees. If you look in uh, verse number 9, and I'll see if I can bring that up on the screen without my computer giving giving up the ghost here. Uh, let's see if I can uh, bring this up. And It says, but in vain <clears throat> they do worship me. I, I just want to stop right here because they are worshiping him, right? They are worshiping him, but they're doing it in vain. So now let's go back. But in vain they do worship me, teaching for doctrines. What? What are doctrines? Doctrines are uh, teachings and learning. Uh, and, and instead of teaching and, and uh, trying to uh, help people know more about Jesus and how to love Jesus and how to serve Jesus and how to please Jesus, you know what? It, it's just something that, uh, that now they... Uh, they find themselves um, uh, just wondering, okay, um, what what is um, um, just lost my thought with with the phone call, but um, what is the uh, instruction, the learning, the teaching 
that the scribes and Pharisees were doing, it was a man, had no biblical basis. It was just man's ideas. You know, uh, sprinkling for baptism is man's idea. Um, telling people that they can get to heaven without the Holy Ghost is man's idea. Changing the Word of God to suit someone's ideas, that is man's doings. So the scribes and the Pharisees were not about teaching the Word. When I come in on Tuesday night and I come in on Sunday, my heart is to teach you all something or to preach to you something in the word of the Lord. I don't want you to leave and say, well, Brother McKinney's sure got some weird ideas. I want you to say he preaches the word. He teaches the word. He's trying to help me to get more of the word in my life and my faith increased. And if we can do that, then we can find something very interesting here. The scribes and the Pharisees were called hypocrites not because of some of the things that we would call hip people hypocrites today. They were called hypocrites because they were worshipers. Never, never look at a scribe or a Pharisee and say, oh, they're not a worshiper. They are a worshiper, but their heart's not in it. So, what are you saying, Pastor? I'm saying that we as apostolic, born-again believers can fall into that category where we may be worshipers, but our heart is not in it. That's a scary place to be. That is a scary place to be. You know why? Because we become the hypocrite. We worship, we praise, and then we go right back to our same old attitude, our same old lifestyle, our same old ways. Have you ever seen somebody go to the altar and, man, they repented and they, they cried and they shouted and, and then they go right back out in the parking lot and now I know this ain't popular, but light up a cigarette or, or uh, you know, uh, uh, start talking and, and start letting cuss words slip. Well, yeah, we've all seen it. What happened? They worshiped. They was at an altar. They cried, but their heart wasn't in it. See, when your heart is in it, your mind, that's what it's talking about, your mind. Your mind changes. Your mind is invested in serving the Lord. Anybody ever heard this? And you, I know you have. Uh, I've got a made-up mind. And when somebody has their mind made up, you can't convince somebody with a made-up mind to do something else, right? Oh, they had their mind made up to go tell them off. I don't care how much begging, pleading, and praying you did. They went and told them off, right? Yeah. <laughs> We've all seen people like that. We We sometimes say, well, they had their mind made up that that they was going to uh, go, you know, uh, and and uh, do whatever. I had a dog one time. It was, it was a border collie. He, um, 
he died that day. <laughs> it's not funny, but it, he was he was a, a good dog, and and uh, he just got to where he did not want to stay in the dog lot. Every time I would put him in, he would find a way out. When I let him out to get some exercise, he didn't want to go back. Well, for about a week, week and a half, maybe two weeks, he was headstrong. Every time I put him in, he got out. Every time I put him in, he got out. He was determined. He had a made-up mind. He's not going to sit in that lot anymore. And you know what happened? He ran out in front of a coal truck, got hit, and died that day. Sometimes our determination, our made-up mind, gets us in trouble. I've heard people say, well, I've got about half a mind to tell them what I think. Well, you better not have a made-up mind. Just go ahead and pray about it. I know that there's people that says, you know, I've got my mind made up. There's even a song that says, I've got my foot on the rock and my mind's made up. Though I walk through the lonely valley, though I drink of the bitter cup, though the devil comes a walking, showing me an easier way. I stand right square on my feet. I throw my head in the air. I look him straight in the eye. I say my foot's on the rock and my mind's made up. You have a made up mind? You have a made up mind when you go to worship? I'm going to get what I want from the Lord, but not only am I there to get, I'm there to give. I'm going to give him all of me. I'm going to give him everything. I'm holding nothing back. I'm going to go now and I'm going to worship and I'm going to praise and now it's going to be with my whole heart. I'm not going to hold anything back because the scribes and the Pharisees were worshipers. They were worshipers. But Jesus called them hypocrites. Because their worship was in vain. Their worship was in vain. He spoke directly to them. You give me your mouth and your lips, but your mind is somewhere else. Your heart is nowhere near me. I want to close with that because I, I know I went over tonight. But this is such a powerful subject that we could be worshipers and be so far from Jesus. We could be praisers and be so far from Jesus. So I want to ask us to pray today, and I want us to just ask the Lord to help us to not be hypocritical in our worship and praise, to not be half-hearted, but to put our whole heart in so he will be pleased with our worship. Let's pray. Lord, we come before your presence, and I pray that I have delivered the word tonight in a way that we all understand just exactly what you was talking to the scribes and the Pharisees about, how with their mouth and their lips they honored you, but their heart was so far from you. Dear Lord, I pray that we will not be so self righteous and self-centered that we would think because we have been baptized in your name and 
we know who you are and we dress a certain way that that it doesn't really matter how we worship as long as we worship and really doesn't matter how we praise as long as we as long as we praise but lord help us to understand praise without our heart our mind is not really praise at all worship without our mind being in it our heart in it is nothing more than vain worship Teaching Bible lessons that only give life lessons vanity. Help us to teach your word, to preach your word. And when we worship and when we praise, that our heart is in it. We want to be near you with all of us, all of me, and all that are watching tonight all of them want all of themselves, their mind, soul, heart, strength, everything to be near you. For it's all in the mighty name of Jesus, we give you praise. Amen. I hope you have enjoyed the study. I've enjoyed bringing it to you. Don't forget, Saturday at noon, Getty Land, that's right at Pikeville, Kentucky, the ladies are going to be meeting, having their ornament exchange. So uh, we hope to see everybody there. And if you see me wandering around, just ignore me. You can say hi to me if you want to, but, I mean, I'm go not going to crash the party. I'll just go get me some pizza and some of that. I don't know what that uh, chocolate uh, chip uh, uh, stuff is, but, oh, oh, I don't want to get on that. Ooh. We hope you've enjoyed the service tonight. May the Lord richly bless you and keep you as our prayer. And we're going to get out of here and get some stuff done tonight. So everybody have a, a great evening. And we hope to see everybody Saturday at noon and then Sunday at 2 o'clock. God bless you.